everyone, and welcome back to the Kick to the Crotch pod- podcast brought to you by Self Defense and Wellbeing at Canterbury Christchurch University and then uploaded onto the Society podcast. Um, I am joined today by uh, Juan, who's a former, although he wouldn't say it, uh, Marine in the United States uh, Marine Corps, uh, as well as a brown belt in uh, the Marine Corps uh, martial arts program. Uh, we're going to be talking about violence and the reality of violence versus the expectation that's brought upon us by Hollywood and just being brought up um, in the idea of, you know, looking after yourself on the streets and that kind of thing. Um, so we're going to just be talking about the realities of it. Uh, as always, uh, these views are our own. They are mine and Juan's. They do not reflect either the Self-Defence and Wellbeing Society at Canterbury Christchurch University or Canterbury Christchurch University itself or Canterbury Christchurch Students' Union. Uh, They certainly don't reflect any of the views of the US Marine Corps, um, as well as any other associations, fellowships, or memberships of any martial arts groups, or other um, associations that we may have in any way. They're also the opinions we have right this second. They do not reflect what we may have thought yesterday, or what we may think tomorrow. This is merely the uh, um, idea of us being actually human. Um, Also, we may come across sensitive um, uh, discussion, sensitive information. And so if you think that that might upset or offend you, please do click off now. That is not our intention. Um, also, it is very likely, if anyone's watched these videos before, that um, either myself or both of us will swear and use coarse language at some point. If you don't think this is appropriate for yourself, please do again click off now. Um, also, as an additional thing, I am wearing a um, poppy because this will be coming out on Remembrance Day in the UK. Um, this is not a political statement in any way. Um, if you're watching in places like Northern Ireland and things, uh, this is merely a reflection personally because I have family members that were in the armed forces. Both my parents were born during the Second World War and I had a grandfather that fought in the Second World War as well. This is purely a personal one. It is not a political statement of any kind. Okay. Um, with that over, how are you doing, Juan? How's it going? Fantastic, man. Doing, <laughs> doing good, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Uh, not too bad. It's a little bit later um, here for me than than you. We're about six hours apart. So, um... Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, I was like before, I was like very hesitant to be like, you know what, you know what, I, maybe we should go for a suit, like something sooner or whatever. And that's why I suggested for like tomorrow. But then I was like, you know what, fuck it. He's ready today. <laughs> we're going to we're going. I'll make it happen. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I don't sleep that much anyway. Um, I've, I've recorded with people in Canada, um, America, Belgium, everywhere. It's, it's fine. So um, obviously I've just introduced you as being um, a Marine. We'll go with it that way. Um, and so um, obviously as kind of part of that, you um, learnt uh, McMap. Do you want to just uh, give people an idea? Because obviously we talk about violence, but it's always nice. I think people get... Um, kind of there's this attitude about people that just bow down to the idea of someone being a former soldier of some kind but the marine corps as as well as certain um different forces around the world do have their own specific martial art that does allow them to be a bit more of um practical defense within and outside of the forces whereas a lot of people can only really just use their guns so do you want to explain a bit about mcmap and why you did it and what you got from it Okay, so kind of to to start this off, just because in the military in general, and I don't think it just limits it to just the Marine Corps, but we love our uh, acronyms. So we'll start off with MCMAP. MCMAP stands for the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. Uh, Every Marine has to go through it. 
you start off, uh, you know, through boot camp and you end up, you know, when you graduate boot camp, you do get a uh, start off with a tan belt. Uh, so right off the bat, you know, you, you have to be like the most capable warfighter possible. You know, that's like the whole core, like part of the core ethos of, you know, behind McMap, you know, they, everybody says, you know, one body, one, you know, one body, one weapon, you know what I mean? One body, one mind, one weapon. You know, that's the one thing that McMap loves to say. Uh, but it, it, it does gather like from different martial arts. And I think that's what McMap stands from the rest because it, the whole purpose was to reinvent the wheel, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're getting it from, you know, Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, let's see here. I know they do have keto, uh, some karate, you know, some, you know, a little bit of Taekwondo, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, just to kind of name a, a few, you know, a few things. <laughs> yeah. But the, the whole purpose behind it is just to make you the most capable warfighter. Warfighter, you know what I mean? Whether, yeah. in in my opinion, I really think you can, you know, use it like outside. You know what I mean? Like outside of the military. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. just kind of sticks with you. But just a kind of a quick breakdown of how McMap is, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, to be specific, I think it's Koka Shinkai or Goji Ryu Karate that is used within McMap. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Like I said, and I'm not a master at all, you know what I mean, per se, when it comes to McMahon. But, you know, my time in the Marine Corps, like I definitely, you know, it was not new to me. You know, I mean, it was something that was uh, like beat into us, especially while we were deployed. They're like, oh, downtime. Guess what? Get your ass up. We're going to fucking rank up our belts. Like what, what, what else, what else is there to do? You know, exactly. That's I mean, that's what lockdown should be teaching all of you. Practice. Exactly. <laughs> it's but, funny you say that, you know, when you say practice, uh, you know, in my family, you know, I mean, we definitely love the whole martial arts thing. Like we, we that's just, that's just part of our lives now. Mm-hmm. And during this like, whole, like, even like this lockdown when, you know, we couldn't go to the studio anymore uh, or to the dojo anymore, like they were doing it all on Zoom calls. So I don't know if you noticed before, it said Juniper. <laughs> That's my daughter, because we were doing the Zoom calls for uh, <laughs> her trainings and stuff like this. She never missed a beat, so it was really good. Cool. Um, you were saying about using it outside. Now, I mean, when I look at McMap specifically, um, it seems to be um, basically the modern day interpretation of what pancreation was meant to do for the Spartans. Um, which was the idea of um, a similar thing. Basically, for the Spartans, it was if I lose my, my shield and my spear, um, I need to be able to defend myself effectively and exactly. not just get into yes. a fight. It's the same 100%. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, do you think, um, as a general question, we'll go into a lot, a lot more, but do you think there is anything that comes out of Hollywood or even that comes out of, you know, the general male bravado that comes about that teaches us what fighting is. Do you think there's really any reality in it at all? Look, all right. So I had to put a lot of thought into this. Okay. Cause like when you, when you, when you gave me like, you know, the whole like little kind of rundown of it, like yeah. just a general idea of it. I, I really put me like to really put me back a bit. Cause I was like, fuck, like, I mean, there is, there really is a good example. Like, okay. So, You've seen, obviously, the movie, like, the Taken series, right? Yep. Now, a lot of the stuff that he kind of goes through, like, you know, he uh, gets disarmed and stuff like that. There's a lot of Krav Maga, a lot of, like, different, you know, 
BJJ moves and stuff like that. And it's like, it's practical. So it's like, would you ever be put in a scenario like that? You know what I mean? Like in that instance where your, your daughter gets kidnapped and the, you know, and gets sold in the black market, highly doubtful, but like, let's say you do, you know, conceal carry or whatever, and you do get put in a predicament. Like, I mean, I, I even had to say this about my own, like, like my own city. Cause I love Chicago. You know what I mean? That's my city. Uh, but like, if you're, you know, if you're walking down the south, south side of Chicago and, you know, chances are you might get mugged, you know, if you're in the bad area and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, you may have to use, you know, you know, uh, you, your McMahon moves. And here's the thing. I, I, my buddy, I, I hate to, hate to put this guy in the spotlight because he's a really, really great human being. And I've learned a lot from him. Okay. Uh, his name is Lewis Dunn. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's Marine as well. You know, he, he, you know, served in Afghanistan, everything like that. You know, he's been in combat zones and whatnot. And, uh, he, uh, he actually had a run in like that where somebody was asking him for money. You know, he was in Chicago and, uh, you know, he said, no, he didn't, you know, he doesn't carry a gun on him at all, you know, at all times, you know what I mean? I just, I think he just happened not to have his weapon on him. Mm. And, you know, he, and that's one thing you'll know about us military guys, we love our guns, <laughs> regardless of what political view you have. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, we'll still love our guns regardless. Oh, I mean, to put it in perspective, <laughs> I'm, I'm a former, I'm a former member of the British NRA. So to put it in perspective, you're fine. <laughs> yes. yes. All right, cool. So, um, let me before I get sidetracked, but you know, he, he was just walking, whatever he said, you know, no. And uh, the guy ended up pulling a gun on him and like disarmed the guy. And like, honestly, he could have like, really, he could have, he could have done more than just hurt him. You know what I mean? Because he did end up disarming him. Like, and it like sat there and talked to the guy afterwards hmm. while the police showed up and everything like i mean it was it was actually a pretty great story but like i said it's not mine it's his yeah. uh he may not think of it that way but i think that his moral of the story was like hey like kind of glad that all this stuff was already embedded in me because it was just kind of just came out out of like it and that's muscle the thing memory. like yeah. exactly it's muscle memory and it, that stuff never you will never forget it because it's just embedded in you in the military like especially in the marine corps it's just it, they just drive it into your mind. So it's like, I, I do see practicality with it outside of the military. And back to like the original question about like Hollywood perceiving it, like in the, in the scenarios and the situations that you put, that they throw at, you know, in their uh, stories or whatever, like it's not realistic, but in the sense of like, certain movies as far as like what they use the techniques they use and how they implement it and stuff like that there is practicality behind it so it's kind of like a yeah i yeah. agree to disagree you know what i mean like yeah you're you're being a lot nicer than i would um <laughs> yeah. i mean most of most of my students um most of the people that are, are watching this if you're a member of the self-defense group at the university you'll know that my main line that i say about everything is this isn't a fucking born film um, and Scott Adkins, who is actually in one of the Bourne films, um, he's a British guy, he's a martial arts um, expert, I suppose, as much as any of us can call ourselves experts. Um, but he was no, he's also known in um, the film uh, Undefeated as Baba, Baba Yeager. Not Baba yeah, Yeager. Uh, no, not Baba Yeager. Um, Yuri 
bollocks. The name's gone to me, but Scott Adkins <laughs> in Undefeated. You know that people watching this know who I'm talking about. Um, but yes, he's he's um, he even talks about the fact that almost every movement that he does, um, the biggest issue for him is that they're movement specific for camera work. So whereas in a, in an actual fight, your hands are going to be up and you're going to be straight punching. You're going to be moving forward much more linear. In the films, no, it's it's round here and it's exactly. big sweeping yep. motions. And I agree that the the movements and the techniques may have some similarities to real life. My biggest issue is, especially comes in the Bourne films, is if I bring an elbow straight down onto the onto the bridge of your nose, you aren't getting the fuck back up. Oh, you're not. <laughs> also, a street fight lasts ten to thirty seconds at best. If, and, and yet the minimum time I've ever watched um, a fight in a film, even in the Taken films, is two minutes. If you're still going after two minutes, there's something fucking wrong. Like, you're probably dreaming. You probably got knocked out 10 seconds um, into the fight and you're dreaming the rest of this because right. it isn't carrying on. So, I mean, I think that's where my issue comes because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, but I can just do this, this idea of back and forth. And I think, although... It's a weird, weird thing. Um, I have a kind of weird idea about Hollywood similar to you, but in a different way. My issue is that you see a lot of violence in the films that kind of overdo the violence sometimes, but the actual reality of just how violent, actually violent, a real attack is, is not shown. It's a back and forth and then one of them wins and then carries on beating the shit. Whereas in reality, that was done a minute ago and the guy has got something broken or has been knocked out. I mean, I usually say to people, if you have put someone on the ground, they need to be unconscious or something needs to be broken because otherwise all you've done is piss them off. Um, and that's the way I tend to think it is reasonable force. Any police law enforcement, yeah, it's reasonable force. Look it up. Um, it's, you know, that is absolutely acceptable because the reasonable force should be what you expect from them. And if all you're doing is putting them to the ground and then I'm going to hear that, it's not. It's not acceptable. I, for me, self-defense, when it comes to these films, because that's what they're trying to impersonate, is an idea of self-defense, really, um, is far more brutal than any of them suggest it to be. Um, and I don't know if you, you kind of came across that. I, obviously, you can't talk about any specific maneuvers and stuff you may have been on, but have you seen the kind of that reality and the brutality of a real interaction obviously your friends would have done with that um attack with a weapon but um that something that would reflect of just how different it is in reality i mean i mean obviously you're 100 percent correct you know what i mean like if you are going more than like two minutes in a fight like someone's like one person's wrong or both of you are just fucking stupid you know what i mean <laughs> like you know the reality of it yeah so i mean because, like, I'll tell you what, if you get, like, an elbow to the chest, you know what I mean, when you're coming up to me, and I'm going like this, and then I come up to, like, just, like, hit you, just to back you away, you're going to feel it, and it's going to knock the wind out of you. You know what I mean? Like, you want to – it's it's more brutal, you know what I mean? And, like, I have seen it to where – I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, it got that violent, but let's just say the other person got knocked out. You know, like, Marines get, get fucking drunk, obviously. You know, on their free time, they love their libo. And, you know, shit gets out of hand. I mean, I've seen it time and time again where they bust out a McMap move. Next thing you know, 
like, I kid you not, like, five to ten seconds later, fucking Joe Schmuckatelli is knocked the fuck out on the ground because, like, you know, he got into his corporal's face, you know what I mean, thinking that he can buck up to him. His corporal's like, try the fuck again, you know what I mean? I've, I've seen it. <laughs> like, you know, like, dude walked up to his corporal, thought he could, like, call him out on some bullshit, you know, with some bullshit, but you know what? The corporal put him in his place. Like, yeah. fuck it. And, you know, dude went up, swung at him. He just dug, went up, fucking Superman grabbed and fucking bites out. Like, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. It is It is so funny when um, when people try and do that squaring up because there's there's this, there's bravado inside them, especially after a few drinks. Um, former vice president of this, uh, of the group that, um, we, that does this, um, if you're watching, you know this is you. Um, got drunk one night um, with me, um, and decided that his best uh, his best um, thing for the night was to try and attack me, um, and um, I just put him on the ground. And then the next day, um, he literally just went, "Oh, we, oh we've got to do some training." I, I did some training with him. And he just went, "This feels really familiar." I'm like, "Yeah, because I had to fucking do it to you last night, you silly fuck." Um, <laughs> he's like, Oh, sorry about that. It's like, yeah. But there is that bravado because in your head, because you've been brought up with this idea of, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a bloke. I can, I can just, I can throw hands when, when I've had some drinks. Yo, and it's so funny that you say that, but go on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just this idea. And I've had that a few times when people have just done it. And it's like, yeah, but I'm just, it's just this such bravado, especially um, with younger guys, 18 to 25, I think. Usually it's just that, you know, rugby players, a lot of rugby players. Um, I don't know what you know about rugby, but it's basically American football without fucking, the, without fucking the fucking rugby. cushions, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> but hey man, I fucking love rugby. <laughs> so you've got those kind of guys that just want to start a fight. Not, not always. Like guys near, nearby, actually... It's they're not that bad, but a lot of them, the kind of rugby attitude is like, yeah, well, I can just look after myself. And it's like, yeah, you can when there's 30 of you. But <laughs> um, and I think that's the problem. And actually, I think that's something we're going to later about there being in groups of people. But yeah, sorry, you were going to say something there. So it's funny when you were saying like, yeah, after a few drinks, you really think like, hey, man, I'm going to fucking throw these hands. and You're going to catch them. And it's like, no, the fuck you're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> so our sergeant. um, I'm called Sergeant J. Okay. His first name is Sergeant J. All right. <laughs> and uh, one of my, uh, you know, one of my, uh, one of my buddies, you know, we were his Marines and uh, we'll call him, we'll just call him Billy. <laughs> so Billy and I were, were at the, we're at a port stop. We're, I th- we were actually in uh, Limassol. We were in Cyprus. So we were in Cyprus. We were at a port stop, you know, having a fucking blast, dude. Oh my God. Ports, port visits in, in the military are fucking great. Oh, my God. It's a perfect excuse to get drunk in a different country. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as soon as we got libo, whatever, we, were, we came back to uh, we came back to ship. We went up into the birthing and, you know, our sergeant's like, hey, you know, y'all need to get the fuck, you know, get in your fucking racks. It's time to fucking call it a night, you know. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. What the fuck ever? Like, you know, we'll just chillax. Like, because he's like, hey, just I don't care what the fuck you do in your rack. Just fucking get in your racks, you know what I'm saying? So like, all right, hey, Sergeant says it's fucking get in your rack, in your fucking rack. So of course, Billy, he had several drinks. Uh, mind you, Sergeant Jay is about like five three, five four. <laughs> this short dude, uh, but he was uh, he was a brown belt, like tab or some shit like that. Like, so he knew he's like 
he knew his shit. Mm. Um, Billy is like six feet. You know what I mean? Like he's a tall guy. Um, thought he could buck up to uh, Sergeant J, and Sergeant J was like, "Nope, fucking night night." <laughs> it was like the most, the craziest shit ever. And like, mind you, Sergeant J. He he loves his rum and cokes, so uh, he was also pretty <laughs> mediocre, to say, to say the least. I mean, we all were. We we're all having a we had a good fucking time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it just just some just show, it comes to show that like regardless, I mean, he was a little bit more level headed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like he, it just like like that. Like I have never seen uh, put him in like a sleeper hold that quick. Like he just like slithered around him and then just fucking. Night, like lights out. <laughs> oh, see, I've coming off of that. I have, I have two qu- um, quick stories that are quite funny. Kind of have some similarities. One of them you said about a short guy and taller. So, um, I a few years ago, <laughs> I, um, uh, I, I did a um, K-pap black belt equivalency in K-pap to be an instructor. Okay. So, Krapanim Elpanim, um, also taught uh, to the Russian, uh, sorry, Russian Israeli military as well as um, Krav out there. Uh, my instructor is for a uh, former Israeli Defense Force. Um, specific uh, unit that he he uh, dealt with, which can't really go into. Um, but he is five foot. He is no taller than five foot. He is he is a small, balding, smiling man. Who are the fucking people you avoid? Um, and the, that's Sergeant J. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> and it was um, basically the people that are allowed on this course. He background checks all of you. You know, you don't just turn up in this course. You are right. already instructor level. You are already a certain level. Um, and for some somehow, like I turned up and I was there going, how the fuck am I on this course? Because three of us got on. Um, myself, a um, former North of England heavyweight Muay Thai champion and um, a close protection officer from the Middle East. This was a world um, K-PAP um, oh, training. Shit. And so it was the three of us. And we were sparring. This was about two or three days in. And uh, we were just sparring. And I stupidly, because I'm a fucking idiot. So I've trained in over the years. So I, for anyone wondering, I've trained. Uh, my first grading in martial arts was to yellow belt in judo in 1989. I've been training um, on and off for 31 years. Um, so I've trained in that time in about 17 different martial arts. I've overlapped them a lot because I like to interact with them. I'm still training now. Everyone that does martial arts is still training if they're a real martial artist. Um, but... Yes, so I, I had done some Muay Thai and I started training. I started going against the Muay Thai guy for some sparring. Now, this guy was, I'm 6'2, he's about 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, so I was actually at a disadvantage. I stupidly went into a Muay Thai stance <laughs> against a former heavyweight champion and <laughs> just took my fucking legs. I, 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 I had no time to break for, I couldn't do anything. My, my body just went sideways, hit the ground, that, you know, <sighs> done. Um, it ended up that I found out I had severe concussion and I ha- actually lost some left. I had some left-sided weakness. I was, um, at, after we'd carried on for the rest of the day and had, you know, carried on fighting all that kind of stuff. Um, oh the, the doctor, the doctor at the hospital told me I was in, I was technically not in a state that I could get on the train, which is funny because I'd been fighting for the rest of the day, but fuck it. Um, but the funny thing was, <laughs> is that, um, because obviously my instructor, the, Israel Defense Force guy had um, seen me fight, also had background checked all of us, knew what we could do, knew what we did do. And I hadn't shown him this. He literally went into what I would generally think of as a stance that I would get into defensively. And he just went, but you could have done this. Just put his hands up like I would and just took this guy to the ground without even blinking. And then just turned around and went, see, you could have done that. I'm like, 
the fuck? <laughs> I mean, technically, those are movements and techniques that I do know. But fucking hell, <laughs> like the guy, I mean, he literally five foot, the guy was six, four, six, five. And he just, yep, done. You could have done that. You could have done that, Adam. I, I'm sure I could. What the fuck was that? Um, <laughs> but the, the other one that I found quite funny is I'd been, um, <laughs> I was trying to get uh, some business a while ago for, as a self-defense instructor. And it backfired on me because I was trying to get doorman. Because in the UK, doorman have to be qualified. You have to have okay. um, qualification and then you have to be licensed on top of that. And I was trying to convince a guy to do some... Um, to, to do some training with me because I thought that'd be good, you know, that my way into that and I can get some other people. Um, and I'd been drinking for most of the day, um, but I've got a very good tolerance um, on it. So I was fine. And also, as we've talked about, it's muscle memory. And so I was just chatting to this guy and I just went, well, look, there's, you rely on your, your size and your strength. I don't. I just went, I'm a bigger guy, but I don't rely on it. I just went, I can close my eyes and if you put a hand on me, I will stop you. Um, and he was like, no, 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 he's like, okay, fine. I just closed my eyes. He put a um, hand on me and I just straight two fingers straight there and just hit sharp and hard. And he just went the fuck at the, the end of that week, he fucking quit door work. And I was there going, uh, no, I was trying to get you to train with me. Not a fucking quit. God damn it. He literally just quit because he was like, well, I've got, I can't do anything against that. I'm like, that was the fucking point. <laughs> yeah no it's it's so funny because you get into those situations where like like i say this doorman was relying on strength and size and mm -hmm. so he had this bravado of like well i can just deal with it because i'm this without you know i was a guy i've been drinking most of the day and there's this weird attitude that a lot of people have of yeah but we won't come up against you or we won't come up against this i'm like how the fuck do you know what you're gonna come up against you have absolutely no idea who is on the street who is right. dangerous what they know um, how much of an asshole they are. Fuck it. It could just be a really nice guy that's trained very well that's just had a really bad day. You know, think of um, the killing joke with Batman. All it takes is one bad day. You know, the guy could be a lovely guy, but, you know, his wife's just cheated on him with his best mate or something, and you're the person in the way of him. It, it just doesn't matter. You don't know. Exactly. Um, and and that, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest problem. People have this idea that, um, yeah, well, I can deal with it. I don't know if you've come across that a lot of this kind of, I can just deal with it from, from people that have no training, but it's just, especially yeah. actually, if you're in, if you're in Detroit, I'm, I'm <laughs> did you say you're in Detroit? Was it Detroit? No, no, no. Like Chicago. Chicago. Sorry. I'm Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my mind went kind of. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to Chicago and maybe to Detroit. I don't know which one's insulted more there. Um, but uh, so yeah, especially in like, Chicago as well that um obviously you're gonna have people who just have this idea of yeah well I'm I'm from Chicago I can just deal with this no you're absolutely dude it's funny you say that shit because it's almost like all right so technically where I live right now I'm in northwest Indiana we're about 45 minutes away from downtown Chicago hmm. and like <clears throat> I was born in Chicago then we like lived in the south side for a little bit growing up and then we moved to Indiana thinking that like oh yeah hey it's gonna be better out here and it's like bro it's not not any different <laughs> especially in that little nook of the area but um it, it's like the attitude from like like this region and then like you know chicago then it's like yeah i'm from here like don't fuck with me like no shut the fuck up yeah. you you don't know what i'm capable of doing <laughs> you don't know one you don't know what mood i'm in right now so why the fuck are you going to come at me like that? And it's funny because it's like, you do get that, especially like in the city, like you're at 
at a at a bar or whatever. You see, I I see it all the fucking time, man. And it's the funniest shit ever. And it's usually the person that's cool, calm, and collective that you're like, bro. Like, it, if you're like spectating like me, if you know your shit, you're like, bro. I don't know if you noticed, but this guy's got a fucking defensive stance right now, and I don't even think he realized it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, he's getting ready to fucking knock you the fuck out. And it's, like I said, I, I've seen it happen before, you know? Like, I mean, just, it's, it's especially in the city, you got some up, like, north side rich boy that thinks he can, he's the shit because he's from fucking Chicago. Like, I'm from fucking Chicago. Like, yeah, I live here yeah, in the north side, you know what I mean? Fucking go Cubs, you know, that kind of guy. <laughs> And then you got fucking, you know, cool, common, collective fucking Joe over here that's like, bro, like, I, like, you might want to step back. And if he's telling you, like, hey, man, can you, can you might want to step back? And he's going like this, like, yeah, you might want to step the fuck back. And I've seen it, dude, like, I, that you only see that with people that know what the fuck they're doing. They're just like, hey, man, you might want to step back a little bit. You know what I mean? And they'll give you a nice warning. You know what I mean? And I, I if I were in that position, I'd be like, you know what? Yep, you look like you know what the fuck you're doing, man. I hope I'm not even gonna go there. Like, bye. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, it, it, you're right. You're right. It's just, it's you know, it's you. It's usually the people that are all talk that really don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. For any of my um, university students there, you may recognize one of those stances. It's one of the two I teach you. Any of you wondering why the fuck we do it? There you go. Um, <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is very much you do get those people. And I always find it funny for myself because um, the funniest insult I ever had when I was working the doors myself um, is, is something I wear as a, a badge of honor now because you're saying about, you know, the kind of people you come across and you don't know who knows what or anything like that. And of course, I get, I, well, I don't anymore. I don't wear the doors. My license has run out. So yeah but um when i was um when i was a pub land on things like that you you get people who just they've got a few drinks and they are that you know i'm i'm from here i don't care you know so fuck off but um <laughs> the best insult i ever had was that i got told i looked like a reject from a 90s boy band um <laughs> and that was their that was their way of saying basically yeah but you can't do anything and the guy who was with me on the door just took one step back and just went mm, okay <laughs> nothing actually happened but it was him just going yeah no <laughs> and it was it was literally the guy the the, the, the guy was with like two of his mates his mates just noticed that and went, mate we're fucking off <laughs> he's like bro nope yeah exactly and it's and uh, you know obviously it's it's probably harder for you with accents but i don't have the accent of someone that that is given to the idea that I should be able to do anything. Usually, the, you know, you expect someone to sound like this, you know, yeah, bruv, you want you, I can fucking deal with you, you fucking wanker. All right. That's the voice that people expect to be dangerous. They hear my voice and it's kind of, oh, well, what the fuck are you going to do, posh boy? I'm like, well, you That's know. Okay. <laughs> you, man. No, and you're absolutely right because, like, it, I guess it's kind of similar. I mean, aside from the accent, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's someone that's being loud about it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of hand gestures for sure. Cause <laughs> we here in the U S we fucking love talking with our hands. Yeah. Um, it, it, but it's like, it's your, your typical guy that especially out here, it, dep it depends on the area. 
and I, I, I don't like to say it, so I'm not going to say <laughs> it. But they don't use the emphasis on the R. They just do the A with the N-bomb. So you'll see that typical person that's like, oh, and this and that. Like, you ain't about that shit. What the fuck you going to do about it? And I'm like, oh. And then you'll see the one person that obviously that it's like, hey, man, like, you might want to calm down a little bit. You might want to take a step back. And then, of course, me and my buddies are just like, oh, bro, bro, calm dude with the corduroy pants and shit like that is going to fucking take home more down. <laughs> like, like, he is fucking getting it. And like, and I'm telling you, this is because it happened. You know, like, dude was wearing, like, a freaking, like, a button-up with, like, a freaking, like, a vest. And, like, he just looked like he just got out of, like, a, out of a fucking meeting. Like, like he just, like, <laughs> was just there. Like, he was probably, he had a stressful, like, stressful fucking day. Yeah. This fucking, you know, homeboy, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, and it's usually, like, this Caucasian person that acts super ghetto, you know what I mean? It's probably listened to one too many, like, rap songs growing up thinking that he was part of the gang, you know, yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that a lot, you know what I mean? Especially, like, in that, like, in this little area. But, um, and it, it's like, you, that person is more, chances are, is going to get knocked the fuck out. And it's the people that watch <laughs> UFC too much. It's the people that watch UFC. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, it's um... no, you're, you're right. Oh my god, <laughs> holy shit! And it's like, dude, like that. Sorry, but that affliction shirt is not going to give you like plus 10 strength and oh, dexterity. Yeah. Sorry, my, my favorite, my favorite thing from um, the UFC that's brought about is one, it's this um, idea that MMA is the answer to everything. Um, there's a few issues with that, one of them being MMA doesn't fucking mean anything, MMA literally means mixed martial arts. If you're turning it into its own style, it's woefully um, lacking. Um, also, it's a mix of fucking everything. So Literally. just going, oh, I go to an MMA gym. Great. Which ones? Like, Where, right. tell me anything. It does, I don't know. Who's your instructor? What is their background in the martial art? Which martial arts are you actually mixing? Because some of them don't mix that well. What's your flow like? Like, it doesn't mean anything. And also, the, um, my favorite one, because I hear this so much, um, just before, obviously, now um, Khabib Nurmagomedov's now retired. Um, but this bullshit every time he had a fight oh yeah but he's just gonna hug him oh for fuck's sake you fight him you silly cunt what the fuck are you doing what do you mean he's hugging them the fucker fought bears when he was a child you moron like he doesn't just hug them he knocks them the fuck out in a nice way that's basically what he's doing he's allowing them to wake up under their own steam rather than punching them in the face it's this idea that there's that you um, are, can only really win a fight if you're this, you know, I'm a tough bloke. I'm going to just put my hands up. I'm going to fucking hit you. It's, it's not reality. And that's where my issue with expectation comes in because everyone has that expectation from UFC, from Hollywood, from their granddad that taught them, yeah, well, I was a boxer in the army, lad. Yes, but that was in 1924. Like, it's changed a bit. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's... Fighting has evolved, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. it truly has, you know? <laughs> And it's, it's so weird because there's still this idea that, yeah, this guy is a world-class, um, you know, a world-class martial artist. And you can't deny that. Um, I have my issues with the UFC and with MMA, but you cannot deny Nurmagomedov is a world-class martial artist. And people going, yeah, but he just hugs people. It's a bit like when people said, oh, yeah, but Mayweather always avoids the, he runs around. No, he doesn't. Watch one of no. his fights. He stands He's... in front of them and still doesn't get fucking hit. Right. He is the very <laughs> master. Like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's a fucking pro. That's it's, the thing. <laughs> you don't, this idea, that, oh, well, you just stand there and take it. No, 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 no. 
Right. It's, you know, it's, and the idea, I've, I've always had this, the idea that, um, you know, you've got to let them hit you first. No, you fucking don't. I don't know what the law is exactly in the US, but I'm pretty sure it's the same. You can hit first. If you're in danger, again, guys, 10 to 30 seconds. That is a street fight. That is the reality of a street fight. And 30 seconds is the upper limit. 10 seconds is the most likely. Because the second they hit you, if they can actually hit, there isn't another few seconds. You're done. That's why when I try and teach people any kind of movements to, for strikes, I aim to break what I hit. Because if I'm leaving them the ability to use that bone, I may be fucked because I don't know how hard they can hit me. So, it's, right. you know, I got told uh, when I was much younger, I had, um, he was a grandmaster from Japan, actually came over and um, asked, what do you think is the, uh, to a group of us, uh, kids, basically, um, what do you think is the best thing to do if you're attacked in the street? And all of us came up with you know, all, the, all the fucking, you know, Japanese um, stuff, you know, Ipponsi and Agikochi. No, 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 no. You hit them as hard as you can. If they get back up, you run. Yep, fair. <laughs> and that's is the reality. You know, I've seen people with their jaw dislocated because of how hard they've been hit. Fucking dislocated. That is the most horrendous thing. I know I've seen some horrendous things, but that is the most horrendous thing. Face to face. Someone's jaw being dislocated is just mental um and it's you know this is the reality of it but people don't like that people see you know jason bourne fucking um liam neeson from taken they see Jace, uh, james bond and all that of like oh yeah but now i'm getting out of a wetsuit and i've got you know i'm in a, in a suit and fuck off in reality they, they spent six weeks in traction afterwards like that's not how it works right <laughs> it's so irritating um but yeah i mean so is there I mean, please, as like I'll say anyway, please do correct me if you think anything I say is wrong in, in, in any, any way, by the way. Um, always welcome that. And I'm sure you know, here, and, would. <laughs> and here's the thing, though, and it's funny because, like, I've said this before, man. It's like you give me that military vibe. I, and, but, and, and, and it makes sense. It's because I think you've surrounded yourself with those individuals, you know, just it's over the years of like your training mm. and like your instructor courses and everything like that. So it's like, I, I, honestly, like I, 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 I can't really like say I disagree. You know what I mean? This is it's like I, I see it the same. You know what I mean? Like there really is no practicality in the way Hollywood perceives it. You know, but because I'm already accustomed, and it's already like embedded in my mind is how like the real practicality behind like McMap. You know what I mean? Because they do say it like you never know if you're gonna need this or not. You know what I mean? Like, and they'll say, like, I remember just say this shit. They said this shit in, like, boot camp, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking, you, fucking Taliban, you know what I mean? Like, is your head, you know, you're face-to-face with, with an insurgent or however you want to call it, you know, and it's just you and him and, let's say, your fucking K-bar, you know what I mean? And, and here's the thing, like, because even with McMap, like, you do training, like, you do stuff with your rifle, you know what I mean? You do stuff, like, because if you run out of ammunition, trust me, like, you can use your fucking M16 or your M4. Yeah. Believe you me, that I can utilize that to my advantage to make sure that you are fucking dead, and that's the whole purpose of it, and that's why I, like, I never want to be put in that situation, because I'm not afraid of what's going to happen to me, I'm more afraid of what I'm going to do to the other person. I'm more afraid of judges not understanding. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that thing, it's that the worst thing, and especially in the UK with reasonable force, is um, judges don't tend to have the same experience as I do. The judges will look at it and go, "Well, you you could have stopped yourself here." No, that's not how that fucking works. Right, exactly. 
And here's the thing. It's so crazy because, like, out here, like, in the States, it's like the fucking Wild West, especially in the state that I live in, dude. Like, you can literally fucking open carry. Like, it's no big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, I have my I have my lifetime permit. Like, so I can fucking, if I really wanted to, I'll fucking open carry. But I don't. Like, I, it's not me. That's not who I am. Like, again, like I said, it goes back to just, I'm just a fucking Marine. I love my guns. Like, <laughs> so, but uh, um, it's a little different. And I think I do see a lot of practicality, especially with like the Krav Maga aspect of McMap, because there's a lot of uh, how to disarm your, the enemy, you know, how to disarm your, your, your opponent, you know, especially if a gun is pointed on your back, you know what I mean? They're like, disarming yourself that way will just come natural to me just because it's just going to be a muscle memory thing and before i know it dude's fucking knocked out on the fucking ground and i'm like holy fucking shit you know i mean i think it's it's very different as well for, for you um because when i've i asked this of my instructor um the former idf guy you know the guy that knows crowd um and his way of talking about crowd was there's no such thing in uh, civilian life so because you learn it in the military and in Israel, there's 15 moves. Generally, they're all killing moves. They are. They literally and, are. Every and so, single one, yeah. The, and so the idea that when it becomes a civilian thing, that I, I tend to have some issue where it becomes civilian because there are, there are some practicalities to turn, but I'm there going, yeah, but there's an end to this. And if you're not putting the same force and the same technique and the same movement into it, it holds something back from the technique and there's an issue with it. Um, and that's where practicality, and, that, and that's where the brutality, I think, comes from as well. And that's mm-hmm. why I have an issue of this idea of like, um, you know, let the soccer mum going and doing her craft classes. Yeah, no, fuck off. That's not doing anything for you. You're better off hitting them with the shopping. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's I think the practicality is um, always an issue for me there. And you're quite right. You, you never know who you're coming up against. And the, the, the best one for me, and the, the, the one that I felt really kind of... Um, not proud about, but I think um, reinforced by was, I think it was about three years ago. Um, one of the university students that I was training, um, she'd been coming for three or four weeks. She had done nothing else, nothing at all. Um, she'd been training with me for what, eight to 10 hours maybe. But what I was doing was I was reinforcing, I started with wrist locks and just reinforcing, you know, this isn't strength. You know, somebody puts hands on you, somebody's grabbing you on the dance floor. You know, this is how you're gonna have to deal with this. Um, you know, these are movements without any stress testing, we're just doing it like this. Um, and people always kind of go, oh yeah, but what about reality? And you know, people don't realize you've got to walk before you can run. But uh, she actually got in the nightclub a few weeks later, because she hadn't learned anything else, a few weeks later, some guy grabbed her friend she shouted at this guy. This guy then grabbed her in the exact way that she'd been trained to defend against. Just went, nope. And just put him straight on the ground and shouted at him until he left. And it was just... That's fucking awesome. I was and- like, that's just brilliant. Because that was like the only thing you'd fucking learn. But it was the one... It was like, she must... She was saying when, when he did it, like when he grabbed her, she, it was like something in her head just went, ah, fuck you. Because <laughs> it was like right. one thing. <laughs> And, and you know what's funny? And it's like, I, like, especially with like the whole, like, uh, <clears throat> I, I, you know, females like doing like, you know, like the soccer mom, right? You know, and then she's just all like, huh, huh. Yeah. And I see that. And it's like, bro, like, look, I want you to get the intensity that somebody like, I'm going to mug you. Okay. Pretend that I'm literally like, no, not pretend. Like, I'm going to fucking mug you right now. Yeah. And it's like, that's the intensity that I 
that I wish people had and it's lacking of. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the way, again, you know, going back to the, like the actual topic at hand, you know, like how Hollywood kind of perceives it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, anybody can go out and do this shit. And then like, I can give it my half-ass effort and boom, I'll be good to go. It's like, no, you have to give it a hundred, hundred percent and legit, like feel like you are in a high stress situation. And you really do need to fucking be taking this person out because it's either my life or, or, or that person. It's like, and I value my life, you know? <laughs> so guys, when I tell you to um, slap the girl, or whoever it is in training, fucking do it. Because um, I had this issue with, with one of the movements and to, to literally slap your palm because I always think that people should be ready. They should know how that feels so that they have the best way of dealing with it. And I have a lot of people just going to go, oh yeah, but um, I don't want to slap them. Then get the fuck out of my class. <laughs> you're, you have no good. If right. you're not going to do stuff, um, like you need that distraction. That's a distraction movement that I'm doing it with. I want you to, um, you know, to, to, to punch, to kick, to do everything the way I'm telling you. If you want to prove me wrong, that's fine. Please do. And I think that's, that's where I have an issue as well with, with kind of, I've talked um, with a um, few martial arts guys before about this. Charlatans. So like fake martial arts, McDojos. Because if you have an instructor, like straight to fucking camera, guys, and you know who some of the fuckers um, you are. You know, some of you train in Folkestone. You've given yourselves higher black belts. You know, people like you, you know who you fucking are. Um, but people that basically have this idea of, yes, well, you've just got to believe me. If you question me in my class, bring it the fuck on. Okay, you've got to have some respect. There's always respect. But if you think that something's going to work and I'm not teaching you or I'm teaching you it wrong, feel free. Because if I can't defend against it and I can't defend my own movements then what the fuck is the point of me doing it? And I think with real instructors, real teachers, they will allow you to roll with them because they've been spending a lifetime learning this shit. You know, they're not going to just sit back and go, oh, no, 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 it's fine. You go over there because they're not fucking... They know what they're doing, guys. Like, if you ever get someone who has never... I, I love the, martial arts instructors who have never lost a fight. Fuck off. Get the fuck out. Everyone... Everyone has lost a fight. Everyone has, um, you know, everyone's either lost a fight in a tournament, they've lost a fight in the street, they've lost a fight in the dojo and sparring. In some way, someone has always lost something. Someone has always been knocked the fuck out by someone, okay? If you've got a teacher who won't show you that their stuff works, who won't um, admit that they've ever lost a fight, and basically they want to be Steven Seagal, tell them to, you know, I want my money back, you're fucking bollocks, and walk out. Because the realities that they need to deal with, the realities you need to deal with are the same ones that they need to deal with. It's not this idea of, oh, if I breathe the right way, I can push them backwards. I think a few of you know that, um, know that video. But I'll have my little rant over and I'll let you kind of come in on that one. <laughs> well, okay. So it's funny because like, all right. I, so where I take my daughter for, you know, for Taekwondo, mm -hmm. she, you know, it's a good, it's a good, to good dojo and she's got good you know masters actually uh and i do like uh going and seeing like you know like because they'll do the other class they'll do like a krav maga class on one side of the dojo because it's a pretty big studio you know what i mean yeah it, you know how it is man hey if you got the space you make it work right exactly so you know what i mean so you know i i always notice and it's like the actual chicks that do come in there like 
you can tell they're so hesitant to like give it their all. You know what I mean? And it's even the guys too. You know what I mean? Like it's certain guys too that just like, okay, I'm going to hold back because like you're like 45 years old. And let's be honest. Uh, I was like, let's be honest. Uh, like, I don't want to hurt you, but it's like, that's, that's not the point though. The the point is like to bring the intensity if you are get put in that scenario. And the one good thing that I do like about what that master does is he's like, no, like try it again, like be more aggressive, be more aggressive. And it's like, and they do, they do, but you can still tell like he gets frustrated with them because it's like, it gets it's different out here, especially in the area that we live in. It's like a lot of, there's a lot of poshy people out here, <laughs> you know, a lot of people with wealth and stuff like that. So it's like, he's kind of put in that scenario where it's like, well, do I worry about catching a lawsuit? You know what I mean? Because, you know, fucking soccer mom, freaking Betty over here doesn't want to like really give it her all because she's just here to just lose some weight or whatever, like whatever her mentality is or whatever his mentality is. It's like, it's like at that point, like, why are you even bothering? Why are you even wasting his time? Why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your money? It's like, at that point, like, don't even ask for a refund. It's like, that's on you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is why I have a a six million pound indemnity insurance um, with a hundred thousand pound payout per person with my um with my students i'm i'm ready for that even in the uk i'm ready for people being fucking idiots it's um it's yeah it's people don't want to put the intensity and i've, I've had that for the, one of the things you said i've had so many people so many guys go yeah but i don't want to hurt you then why if the you, fuck are you there if, if you hurt me then i shouldn't be fucking teaching you and you right you I, that's what i'm saying like, I'll, like, I'll say that about you then why the fuck are you there yeah like, right like, you know what i mean like, <laughs> so like what the that is, this isn't a, this isn't a thing. Like, guys, if I tell you to hit me, if you fucking do hit me, like, animal. if you do hit me, and don't get me wrong, guys, every now and again, you fucking will because I'm not invincible, and everybody takes their eye off the ball. Everyone at some point takes their eye off the ball. You shouldn't do during a class, and the likelihood is you ain't gonna fucking hit me. But if we're fucking about afterwards, and you know we've gone for a drink, and you do it, and I'm not paying attention, you might do. You know, be prepared for me to then slam you into the ground. But um, <laughs> it's, but the, you know, the the thing is, it's that you, you should. Be, and I, I was always brought up on the idea of if you're in training and you get hit in the face, you either you owe the guy who hit you a drink. You know, that's the bro. Thing. Look, okay, check this the fuck out. I'll own up to it, man. I like. I wouldn't say I got knocked the fuck out, but I knew my fucking place as soon as I got the first couple hits thrown at me. (laughs) Like I threw something back. Don't get me wrong. Like we both stood there and I I was like, Hey man, I'll tell you this right now. You're way stronger than me. And like, (laughs) you know what the fuck you're like, he's another Marine. All right, dude. You know what I mean? Like we both got into, we both were, so we were in uh we were in Myrtle beach and we just got, we just got fucking too drunk, man. And, you know, like, I knew what he was capable of doing. You know what I mean? So, like, after the... Like, I bucked up to him. And then he kind of gave me props because he's like, bro, you took those hits like a champ. And I was like, I barely took them. And I was like, you know, like, hey, man, I, I owe you a drink. Like, I'm sorry. That's on me. I fucked up. And he was just like, yeah, cool. All right. Like, <laughs> and we're really yeah. good friends. But, like, still, it's like, it's just shit like that. It's just like, all right, dude. Like, ah, that, 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 you're good. I got you. <laughs> I'm fucking good, dude. Don't send it anymore. <laughs> I mean, that is I, I, that is the attitude, you know. If if you 
if you get hit, if you if something's happening, yeah, man, I owe you a drink. Fucking you, you know, we're we're good after class. Yeah, I'll get you a drink. I mean, th- th- you saying like that is quite funny because I did. Um, I've now done a lot more stuff and done some instructor stuff for boxing, but um, I had my first boxing match a few years ago, and I didn't fucking train because I was an idiot. Um, you know, I was a moron. I just thought, yeah, but I've done a lot of other stuff. I need to fucking learn how to box. Yeah. But the difference is, Adam, you can't kick them or break their arms in a fucking ring, can you? And you have gloves on, you dickhead. I didn't think about this beforehand because, of course, everything in my head's thinking I have movement on my fingers. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> so I went into it and for the first um, 20 seconds, I was doing well, you know, on the, on the ropes. I was doing fine. And then yeah. the fucker hit me. And then he hit me. And I'm like... Oh shit, he can hear. Uh, we may have an issue. Um, <laughs> and it was literally um, about a month afterwards, he turned mm-hmm. semi-pro. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding? No wonder <laughs> he hit me like that. Jesus Christ. Um, but the, the, the best thing for me, the thing I took away from it was after the fight, which I lost, guys. I, it was a TKO. Like, I wasn't prepared for him. Um, <laughs> after the fight, he said to me, with that first jab, you nearly broke my nose. I was like, that's mobile night. I never fuck after the first fucking hit you had on me. <laughs> I never expected to win that fight. Like I was a cocky fucker. And the second you hit me, I realized I was a cocky fucker. Like, really? Oh no. no. Yep. <laughs> That's literally how it was for me. I was like, after, literally even, even after the first hit, I was like, Oh damn. And then it was like, Oh fuck. Like shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, and then I threw my jab real quick. And I was like, bro, hold on. I was like, Time out. <laughs> I was like, you're good, dude. Like, yeah. I, I was wrong. You're right. Let me buy you a drink. And then yeah. he's like, uh, and he's like, why the fuck were we even fighting? Honestly, <laughs> I still don't know to this day why we did that. Yeah. It honestly could have been a stupid argument because we were on the subject of who's the better, who's the better club. It was either. So I'm a Gunner fan. Okay. And of course he's a fucking Chelsea guy. And uh, like, and that's honestly the last thing I remember was me and him were fucking talking about <laughs> literally who was the better club. And I was like, look, dude, I was like, we got at the time I was like, look, we got Thierry Henry. It's all I fucking need. And we got Fabregas. We got and, and, and he would just and then after that, it kind of just like spiraled out of control. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's 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 always fun. We get random discussions like that. Yeah, I mean. It's, and this is something, guys watching this, as we've said before, and we've just admitted to that, people in, people that you learn this stuff off and the reality of fighting, even people that know what they're doing, you know, a, a, a Marine, a United States Marine who is trained in um, Marine Corps martial arts program and a 31 year martial arts veteran, we can be fucking idiots too, you know? We can get, our, our heads fucking smacked and think oh that was an idea so the idea that you're going to watch a film or you're going to watch a youtube clip and suddenly youtube's the other one youtube teaches some bullshit uh, you're going to do this and then suddenly you're going to be an expert and you know oh i i now know about all the violence in the street no you don't okay i've also um i was homeless twice when i was 15 and when i was 27 and um i learned real fucking quick that uh, you one, you need to learn how to fucking run. I'm now a marathon runner. That'll teach you something. Um, and also that you need to be able to defend yourself in an appropriate way. And I mean, I think that kind of brings us on to something, which is martial arts versus self-defense. Now yours is a bit different because McMap is specific for 
self-defense or at least protection. Um, would you, I see a problem in martial arts now, not in, not of everything, but martial arts always, there's, there's the idea that you have these two, three minute rounds that you're fighting in a tournament. There's an idea of a lot more respect and all this that comes with martial arts. Whereas when you talk about self-defense, it's just, no, no, no. You, you, you're going to be, you're going to be done. I'm not fucking about with you. We need to end this now. Um, do you see, like, when you think of expectations, that that is an issue as well? So, okay. Like, as far as, like, uh, the expectation goes that it's more self-defense. Mm. Oh, yeah, or, no. you know, what people may think, because I, I, so many people you'll see go to a karate class and they're like, oh, I know how to defend myself in the street. And I'm like, no, you know how to deal with someone in a, in a, on a mat. That's Yeah. And, okay, so I think it does, with McMap, it is like I said before, it's to make the most effective warfighter, okay? Yeah. And the whole, like, I mean, honestly, like in the Marine Corps, man, like, you're you're meant to do one thing, man, it's to fucking kill. Yeah. Honestly. And that's what they embedded you in boot camp, like, you're, like, I mean, literally, everything after everything that they would make you say, you'd be like, kill. You know what I mean? And this is, like, it's a little messed up, you know, but it's, like, a topic for a different day, but... um <laughs> It, it, but it works you know what i mean so it's like the whole mentality of mcmap is like to de diffuse your opponent and to fucking destroy yeah like you're 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 the whole purpose is to kill like and that's what mcmap teaches you is just like how to kill your opponent effectively with your with your body you know yeah and and, and it's like so yeah i do see a lot of self-defense and it's like more of like a self-defense and then take the person down <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's it's that kind of thing i mean and that's i think that's that's why i kind of went on this topic with you because you have seen what or you will have been trained to deal with that reality that brutality because if someone i'd say a lot of people i think at least in the uk um aren't necessarily wanting to harm you when they mug you they, they just don't know what else to do. And I think that actually is the case in a lot of places in America, that they're not actually, like your mate, you said he sat down and waited with the police. So that guy was clearly on some bad times. Maybe, you know, he didn't really want to mug them, but he didn't know what else to do. And so right. a lot of the time, that is what you're dealing with. But that doesn't, one, that doesn't mean um, that they still can't be as brutal as possible to try and get that. Because if they're really at the end of it and that, you know, there's guys looking for them for money that they've borrowed or whatever. You don't know what they're prepared to do. And also right. that isn't everyone. Cause there's a, even if we say that's nine people out of 10, your luck is going to mean that one person is the one that you're going to deal with. And he will put like, I've had the weirdest fucking interaction I ever had was in a nightclub in Canterbury. My, f my first year at university um, when I was 19 and this guy to my mates, he uh, threatened to shoot us. Um, he then pulled a knife. Oh shit. Yeah, he then, <laughs> pulled a, he then pulled a knife. And where they're going, because part of our brain is they're going, fuck, a knife. Okay, we've got to deal with this. Is a, this is a packed club. This is, okay, we've got to deal with this now. And the other half of our brain is going, you know, shoot us with a fucking knife? What are you doing? But it's, but the, the you know, this, is, this was a discussion. This interaction had started with him trying to push in a queue, which is possibly the most English fucking thing possible. <laughs> he tried to push into a queue. And the result of him pushing into a queue was him pulling a fucking knife on us. Like, and the thing is, and that, that's the thing, you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know how 
whacked these guys are. You don't know what they've taken. You don't know what they're, you know. And so you've got to be prepared for that reality. Watching a 10 minute YouTube clip from people calling themselves the self-defense expert doesn't mean you are a self-defense expert, a martial arts expert, anything, you know. Dude, you hit it on the head, man, for real. So after, like later, obviously, um, I'm going to have to send you this clip. He's actually one of our, he was our gunner, gunner knight. Uh, he like, no shit. This was very recently and you'll see it, man. It's kind of a bad clip, but I mean, you can tell like he, he uses McMat moves, you know what I mean? To disarm this person. Like he had a weapon drawn at him mm. and it's all like on footage. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll I'm going to share that with you. <laughs> it, it just to kind of like remind, it reminded me of it. So I just wanted to like kind of have like that mental note and kind of like kind of verbalize it real quick yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the two main things for us to kind of chat about before kind of closing up is one is that what people perceive as violence or that they're going to come across on the street just isn't what they expect you know mm -hmm. your born film your youtube clips your whatever it is your ufc fights you gotta remember choreographed hollywood films what your granddad taught you when you're a kid is his memory after several years. And <laughs> what you're watching on YouTube isn't fucking reality. It's not reality. None of it is reality. The reality is there on the streets. You know, it's, it's there is where it's going to happen. And you need to be prepared for that. It's, that's just the case. Violence is violence. What you're learning um, from everything else just isn't. It's just not. And UFC, guys, UFC has fucking rules. It has rules. There's no I'm rules not... in the streets. Exactly. This is why there are certain UFC fighters who have been stupid enough. And not all of them. Some of them do know what they're doing. But there are UFC fighters who may have had the shit kicked out of them in their native lands. Several of them, in fact. There's at least three I can think of who in their own countries had the shit kicked out of them. One, because they weren't prepared um, to deal with a reality fight. And two, because... They were stupid enough to think what, and this is my issue with most martial arts is they trained with, for one person. So when two people turn up, they don't train to defend against it. And that's a big, that's a big thing is guys. Yes. You can go to ground in a fight. You can, and their mate or their 10 mates are going to kick in your fucking head. Yep. You need to be ready. You need, this is why when we train with, um, stuff on the ground when we're doing it with you there's at least two of you on one and one of them if you don't get up is there ready to stamp on your head okay it's training we stamp an inch away from your head but you know we're stamping near your head you need to learn the realities of this you need to know that i mean you can go on for, for, for this a little bit more but do, well do, do what in your opinion one do people tend to get in fights one-on-one -on -one in a no. city no. hell no dude there's usually <laughs> like dude you go in groups for a reason Cause like if fucking shit happens, man, your crew is going to be there to fucking get your back. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, if it's like, if I got me and two of my buddies that I know for a fact can handle themselves and there's a group of five or six people, at least I know we got a fighting chance. You know what I mean? Or at least enough to knock a few down and all three of us get the fuck away safely. Cause at the end of the day, it's either your life or theirs. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, you know, and like, I'm already getting stares from the, you know, what over there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely want to do like 
more chats with this you know what i mean i hope definitely, you do like yeah, a part definitely. a part two or something oh yeah no we, we definitely will um we definitely will there was just one last thing i just want to get yeah, no, we no, have, yeah, let's do we it, have let's mentioned do it we have mentioned a bit of it before but it's um one that i talked about before is muscle memory and yep. it's this and it's the expectation thing again um in with muscle memory is that i get so many people that will come to one class and they will go but i can't do it why can't i just do it and they're going because you've been here for an hour You've been here for an hour. The reason that you can't put me on my ass is because you've been here for a fucking hour. Like you have no previous training. You have never done anything like this. You've turned up and want to do it. And they'll be like, and it is, this is where I think YouTube is the big one. Yeah, but I've seen it on YouTube and he just teaches you and you, you can just do it. I'm like, no. no, but how many times a day are you doing it? How often are you doing it? Do you allocate a time for you to fucking do this shit? All these moves? Are you practicing it? Are you actually using practicality behind it? Are you using your force behind it? Like, what is your mind at the time? What is it going through? And it's like, look, in order for you to get better at something, it's, it's, you have to be repetitive. And that's the one thing, even in the Marine Corps and the military in general, especially with McMap, it's repetitiveness. You're doing this shit over and over and over again. You're thinking like, what the fuck? Why the fuck do I have to keep doing combat roles over and over and over again? Why do I have to learn how, why am I falling and slapping the ground over and over again? Like, why the fuck do I keep doing this? But it, it all makes sense because even though you did it during boot camp, at the, even on your next belt, you start from the basics yeah. because regardless mm -hmm. if you oh yeah, you know how to do this shit. Well, guess what? it's going to be embedded you in some more because it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, it's muscle memory. You, your, your body and your mind has to work as one without you really thinking like, okay, if I fall, if I get, do get knocked down, I at least know like how to break my fall without even thinking about yeah. it because it's already a muscle memory thing. Oh yeah. It's absolutely like, and that, that's the reason. So, I mean, the, the one that I've said to a couple of students is, you know, how old are you? Oh, you're 18. Well, I was fucking this move up before you were born. I was fucking this move up before your parents met. Like, that's what, that's what you've got to realize. And that's what students have to realize is, for, for me and for so many other instructors out there, this isn't just me, it's just for personal experience, it's easier to talk about me. But for so many other instructors out there, we've been training for decades, literal decades. Literally, yeah. So your parents were in fucking high school when I started training. Like, you weren't a twinkle in any fucker's eye. So that's when I was fucking up. So I've been fucking up since then. And that's the biggest, uh, the biggest and most true thing about instructors. I and mean, people, not even instructors, but people that know what they're doing to a point is we fucked it up way more than you've even tried. Like way, way more. I have been put on my ass way more than I have been the, the victim in fights. But the difference is every time I put on my ass, I get back up and I realize why I was put on my ass. And I right. work on it again. And I'll still be putting my ass another four times before I figure out how to actually fucking do it. The difference is, is that I'm prepared to put in the time. I'm prepared to get here. I'm prepared to get thrown. And that's the reality. And that's what you need to learn. The reason that I have been, a, been in fights on the street and that I'm still here, even though sometimes, well, twice it has been with someone with a knife. Twice of those um, times that I've had someone attack me. Is I still have scars from it because... It's not a fucking knife, guys. This idea that, oh, they're untrained with a knife. No, that is real fucking easy to do, whether you've got any training or not. Slit the throat up again. That's it. You're done. Okay? You need to realize that you, you need to train for the reality of the street because the street is brutal and they don't give a fuck about you. If you're Chad with a fucking um, job on Wall Street, if you're, Mar if, you know, you're fucking 
Marcus with a job in Westminster. They don't give a shit. Have you got the money on you right now to pay them? No, fuck you then. That's all they care about. So we need to, you know, that needs to be a realization for people that we train and we keep training. Like Juan said, he's out of, he's, he'll, you know, he's still a Marine, as he will say, but right. he's out of active service, but you're still training. You're still doing stuff yep. on like Zoom and stuff because it doesn't end there. You know, this, you need to keep doing it, guys. Was there any um, kind of, I think we'll close up there and we, we will definitely do a part two. I want to, yeah. It's because um, like, you know, I think you already know, like with my son not doing too great. Well, he's doing a little bit better right now, but it's, uh, yeah. I got to help. The, no, I got I to I, I tag team that real absolutely quick. Absolutely fine, so. my man. Um, but I mean, <laughs> was there anything, anything you kind of wanted to add to the end of that? Because I realized yeah, that I, I, I do. dominate it a little bit. So you No, can... no, no. It's totally fine, man. Um, like, I, you know, I definitely want to do a part two, but uh, I mean, one thing that, if, you know, anybody that's watching out there, one thing that you can take from this is like, take it from at least, you know, with a grain of salt, obviously. But I mean, you got someone here who literally has decades of experience, you know what I mean? Telling you like, they have that fierce and intensity behind every move that you do. Give it a hundred percent because exactly what he put it, like the streets is ruthless. It's unforgiven. They don't give a fuck. They don't care if you bleed out. You know what I mean? If you do get stabbed, you know what I mean? Because guess what? they're going to take it. They're going to take what they want, regardless of your well-being or not. You know what I mean? They don't care. You know what I mean? It's not limited to, you know, just the streets, but it could, it could happen anywhere too. You have no idea, no fucking clue. If you're going to be put into a situation where it's going to be life or death or not even just life or death, but just like, Hey man, like I, I, I got to at least like keep by myself some time so I can get out of this bad situation that I'm in. You know, yeah. like you don't want to half-ass everything because it's like, what, the person behind, you know, the other person's not going to half-ass taking you down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no one else, no one's going to be like, okay, here, you need to warm up. Okay, I'll give you some time to limber up. One second. Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll take my time. I'll hold my, I'll hold my gun here. Let me, let me put it on uh, safety real quick. There you go. <laughs> and it's like, no one's going to fucking give you that luxury, like, when you are going to, you know, like an MMA gym, which I do have my gripes with that too, because I hear it all the fucking time out here. Cause there's always, there's literally an MMA gym every fucking two miles. Like oh, it's yeah. stupid, yeah. <laughs> but at, at least with like the place that I go with my daughter, like at least, like I said, I did my research or we did our research and everything. So it's like, you know, we, I, it's more like a less for me to keep going with it. And I also want to introduce my daughter to it too, because it also has some great fundamentals, you know? Yeah it does teach you teach you teaches a lot of like discipline you know uh it, it teaches a lot of you know how to be more honorable with yourself do you know what i mean how to be more humble as a human being too because it's like if you truly know your shit and you know how to like defend yourself and take somebody down you know because it's like i said at the end of the day it's their life or yours you know what i mean if you are put in that situation you know you you got to be prepared for that. It's just like, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's like, you're, you're not going to just be like, Oh, uh, like, Ooh, whoops. You know what I mean? Like, no, like you got to have that fierce and intensity behind it because it's like I said, it, the world's not pretty. It's not. And if you honestly think that you got to be really naive to think that nothing bad's going to ever happen to you because, and I hate, and I'm not saying that I don't, I don't wish bad on anybody at all. If I'm sure you know, Adam, like I'm a, 
from our interactions so far, like I'm a pretty chill guy, man. I'm really laid back, and like I don't, I I I rather avoid confrontation than you know what I mean. I I rather live my life peacefully, and that's what I tell people. It's like use this as a way to be find more peace within yourself. Like, you know, if you are put in that situation, you know, you're at peace with at least what the outcome could come out. You know what I mean? Like you at least can be like, Hey, all right. Like I hate to be in this situation, but at least I know how to get myself out of it. You know what I mean? Or at least buy myself time. And that's like, and that's all it is, man. You just buy yourself more time on this earth, man. You know, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful life. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, I think the the main thing you say there is intensity. So anyone that worries when we use um, those, um, just for the purposes of anyone watching for insurance, the unsharp, you can't sharpen them, metal blades that we use for training. And people that don't like the idea of stress testing because we're coming at you hard, this is why. It's intensity and that's what you need because that's the reality. So anyone that doesn't like that, you've now been told by a fucking US Marine as well as a martial artist to just fucking do it. Anyway. Just fucking do it. And like I always say to everybody, dude, just fucking send it. Yeah, 100% fucking said it all the way because you know what like I said at the end of the day it's either you or them and I'd rather I'd rather be them than me you know what I mean like I'd rather just fucking I'm gonna give it my all and get just just give it you just give it your all man that's all it is <laughs> yeah I think next time I think for part two we may have we may have to get a, um a, both have a drink and just continue yep. um, yes but, absolutely <laughs> but yeah um thank you so much for joining me um oh, today, for and um, thank you everyone for watching we will absolutely be doing a part two of this which will be much of the same uh, we have gone kind of tangenty but as we've said all the way through we're just talking about the realities of violence we've both seen them in different ways um and it's you know just take some time to think about what you're doing, who you're doing it with, who's instructing you, and actually how much effort you want to put into things. And it will really help you in the long run. But uh, we'll see you next time, guys. And thank you for joining us.